0: Warning ahead, sexy themes and saucy lingo.
1: Trigger warnings include sexual assault. Please check the show notes for details and specific timings.
0: And welcome to today's History of Horniness.
1: Yes, Um. so uh, we have a special guest with us this week. Yes,
0: a special guest for a special episode. Indeed. We would love to introduce Ahim Brandenburg. Would you like to yeah. introduce
2: yourself a little bit, Akeem? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, for the I th- I think I haven't heard my name pronounced as wonderfully by a non-German speaker, wide a while.
0: <laughs> oh, that was my GCSE German for you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm very impressed. Very impressed.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Uh, yes. Would you like to? Um, and was there anything you'd like to uh, say about yourself?
2: um oh what can i say about myself i'm i'm a dj i'm a therapist um i know you jacinda through your mom who's exactly. a friend of mine and we to work together uh and uh, yeah i'm excited to be here
0: excellent i mean we're so excited to have you um so so um achim and my mom used to do uh before the covid and everything mm. um did like yoga um gong bath workshops and I did one of them and it was wonderful and I've also done um a gong bath with Achim um it's just like just a one-to-one gong bath and that was one of the most incredible therapeutic experiences of my life so if anyone's looking for a gong bath yeah
3: we'll
0: give we'll give um, contact details in the show notes
1: (laughs) I don't know about other people I think I know what a gong bath is in reality but in my head whenever I hear the phrase gong bath Mm -hmm. I think of just a very large copper very shallow dish that you lie in that that you literally just lie in it
3: in. Someone... <laughs> like a bath
0: of yes, exactly. you know?
3: yeah, yeah. that that. too. <laughs> right? <laughs> excellent excellent
0: and i'd say you're, you're quite you're quite a famous dj like i've i've said your dj name and people are like oh my god <laughs> i know that guy
3: <laughs> so
0: there we go oh um, my god, oh my, oh my god. <laughs> exactly that's how that's the dancing speaker right? yeah that's, <laughs> no not at all no. um anyway we um we might go ahead with yes. our words of the week yes. our h words of the week
1: so we're starting our episode um and i will uh shall i go first
0: why not okay yes mm-hmm.
1: so my my word of the week is uh he slash they excellent because they're my pronouns yeah but um interestingly um one of our fellow guests um bambi bang bang yes uh, posted on her instagram a series of um uh video stories yeah in which uh she put um people she invited people to send in their red flags and uh-huh. somebody had sent in um guys uh straight guys so i wasn't in the group but like straight guys who put he they as their pronoun really? uh because they're just trying to be like appear more caring than, and inclusive than they are and I completely was like, yes. But then I was also like, I'd never even thought of this as a thing that people do. Yeah. You know? It's that whole thing of like, it's it, where like, it made me think of things like JK Rowling and her arguments against trans people and mm-hmm. non-binary people. And it made me feel really annoyed. And actually they were a sort of, I think the sort of discussion was suggesting that actually they, he is better than he, they. But then I was thinking, they, he makes me sound like I'm Michael Jackson.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so...
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, thank you for putting this in my head right now.
1: <laughs> and it just, it just it just surely like he they just sounds better. He they it just sort of rolls off the tongue. They he is just like really
2: like they he. The hills are alive. I did not know. Going with it. I just I don't know. well, I just, thank you. Thank you for putting this in my head That every time (laughs) someone will introduce themselves like that I will be thinking, oh my god, Michael Jackson
1: (laughs) My
0: pronouns are they (laughs) they.
1: Now, that might be the way around you choose to introduce yourself And it might be because you prefer being called they Mm -hmm. to he But you don't mind he as a second option Fine, I don't have a preference I Mm -hmm. do it that way around Because that's the way that in sort of phonetically It sounds better And that's how language works Mm -hmm. in my head Mm But, um, it was just interesting to, for that whole philosophy to be called out, and I didn't realize that it was a thing, but I would yeah. like to just I wanted to stand up for he they as a set of pronouns because yeah. they're mine, and fuck off, yeah, uh but it wasn't <laughs> anything to do it was just it was it was it, just it, interesting
0: yeah, it, it is interesting, and I think i mean i I've definitely had conversations with women and non-binary people who are like, oh, there's loads of straight men out there who just say they're um, sex positive and bisexual or pansexual mm. and actually they're just like predatory straight men. And and, it get, and and I'm sure that's probably true. And I'm sure there probably are people who introduce themselves as he, they because they think it will get them in with yeah. certain places. But also there are lots of people that aren't like that. And it is a bit like what you say, like just because some people are abusing it you can't then just yeah. say, well, anyone who yeah, says please that is therefore, the brush, like, everyone. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And it's, you know, exercising caution. and Indeed. And also the people doing it, stop doing
1: it. Yeah, <laughs> really, like, like get out of our water, get <laughs> out, of, out not... of our, what are they called, outdoor things?
0: Paddling Lakes.
1: Pool? What? <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, the ones at Hampstead Heath.
0: <laughs> Pond. No, there's a word. Lido. Yes.
1: <laughs> get out of our Lido. <laughs> <Don't>... Okay. <laughs> That was a really necessary <laughs> tangent. Thank you for joining me on it. Uh, I want that on a t-shirt.
3: <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Get out my Lido. Get, get out, out my Lido. Lido.
1: <laughs> I'm here, there. Get out my Lido.
0: Exactly. And <laughs> no, the back. Thank you. <laughs> kind of continuing the, um, okay. the theme of predatory men. Um, my H this week is for hand. Um, so I met up with someone recently. I used to work in a bar. And he was one of the regulars. And we would always chat. And it was a little bit flirty in the way that one flirts with one's regular customers. But, you know, it never felt like um, dangerous or like it just felt fun. Um anyway, I hadn't seen him for about five years, but he came to one of my burlesque shows recently. And I was so touched. I was like, you're so kind of you to come and support me, it, having not seen me for five years. And then I um, met up with him for a drink. And it's the first time we kind of met up one to one. But I was just like, we're friends. La la la. And he was because he knows I do the sex podcast um, and obviously seen me doing burlesque and stuff. So I, in my head, and I think this is true, he was like, um, oh, this is a great person to talk to about sex because I just don't have an outlet for that in my life. So he was <laughs> telling me all about his like past um, sexual experiences with women. And um, it was really interesting. And obviously we talk extensively about sex with men on this podcast and I don't necessarily hear people talking about their experiences of sex with women so much. So I was, um, I was very interested in it and I was being very, uh, I feel like supportive and engaged. And then he started talking about how he had a 10 to 11 inch cock. And I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> and, then, and then he, um, he went to the toilet. Oh, and then he like whispered to me as he went to the toilet and he was like, Oh, I'm going to pull one out in the toilet. And I was like, fair enough you've been telling me all your past erotic experiences you've turned yourself on okay and then he then he came back and he was like feel my he was just feel my cock and I was like I don't want to and he was like no just feel it and my hand was like on the table so he just like took my hand and put it on his groin and it was there there was definitely an erect penis there and then he sat down and he was like you see it's 10 to 11 inch cock and I was like well I can't tell you if it's that from having touched your trousers, but I'm not disputing it. And he was like, you don't believe me. You don't believe me. And I was like, I do. And I don't know why this is important. So then he came back and took my hand again and put it on his trousers again. And then at that point, you know, like three pints down, I was like, this has got really weird. And you know, when you're like, this feels like um, sexual assault, but also I don't want to admit this right now. So I'm just going to laugh it off have another drink and go home but um then for like as soon as I got home I was like ew and then for like days afterwards because it was my left hand every time every time I just would think about it and then suddenly it was like I could still feel it on my hand and it was like all oh. and um it's like you know and it was like wash anyway it was it wasn't very pleasant and I'm sorry to bring up something not very pleasant but, but I just felt like that like literally happened like last week and it and I was like I didn't I didn't know that I just, you know, when nothing like that has happened for a long time, and you just think, oh, these days of like are over. Not so consensual experiences are over, and, and apparently they're not.
1: Yeah, it's horrific. I um, you told me that um recently, mm. and I that story, and that the one of the first things that I thought was, well, first of all, he was lying because he didn't go to the toilet and pull one out. He,
0: no, it's still very he much.
1: Just yeah, gave himself an erection and came back. Yeah, to show to show it off to you, uh, which is the weirdest.
0: Mm. I just anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah,
2: it, it, yeah.
1: It, the the it, the lesson at the end of the day is that sadly, this sort of
2: shit is. And 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 he's someone listening to the podcast.
0: I'm not sure if he listens to the podcast. <laughs> if he does, don't do that, okay?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, the,
0: the- I haven't replied to your texts?
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> um. It's, well, I mean, right. I can't imagine that anybody listening to our podcast that that's got this far has not discovered what consent is.
0: I know and, one would and hope. I would,
1: uh, if he has, then catch up. Come yeah. on, where's yep. your where's your brain? Catch up.
0: Get with mm. the get with the program. Get with the podcast. Yep. Get with the
1: podcast. Yeah, ridiculous.
0: Get with the Lido. Get, get the Lido <laughs> don't it. get in the Lido. Get, <laughs> don't the don't Lido. get your own Lido.
3: <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
2: My word of uh my H word is uh, hormonal or horny. I what? really noticed uh, I really yeah. noticed it's it's spring recently. Um <laughs> in
3: many so, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, it's 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 really I, I don't I don't notice it in the winter that uh everything is a bit slower, but mm-hmm. oh yes, I notice in in, in <laughs> spring I I notice legs and bums and bulges and men and uh, and I also definitely notice it around myself that I'm much more just horny. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: (laughs) It's actually such a good point. I think like Mm. seasonal horniness... Um, yep. and I like to think that my own horniness um, is in line with pagan festivals but it doesn't always work out. like that. Yeah.
1: Like <laughs> like but it's very it's like, pretty uh, idea. Yeah <laughs> because
0: like, it, it was May Day yesterday yeah. and it's obviously May Day bank holiday today Beltane. time of recording Beltane mm. and my partner and I went out to the pub and there are a bunch of people um, walking to and fro dressed in all their like greenery and, and stuff and I was like oh my God, it's May Day. We should be having sex.
3: <laughs>
1: but
0: it's like, I get it. So I like, it. you're like, this is the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Interestingly, I was um, reading, there was an ask in The Guardian yesterday yeah. um, about uh, the time of year and that it sort of smells of sex everywhere. And it's That's something to do with like, the whole, like, the well, the plants are all having sex with each other and the birds are yeah. having sex to each other, to to each other, with each other. Yeah. And so, so do, so are all the people. And, you know, that, you know, so walking past a kind of used condom near a bush kind of thing. Yeah,
3: people yeah. just like
1: <laughs> can't contain themselves in spring. It's interesting. Yeah. And I'm sure we've spoken about it before about yeah. like in the summer, it's like a much cornier season than yeah. winter. Yeah. Because you're just sort of in winter, you just want to sort of sleep. Um, yeah. Maybe a lot of cuddling. Um, yes. And the sort of, Warm fornication, warm occasion, yeah. if you will. Um,
0: <laughs> it's, for, yeah. it's for
1: warmth. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in summer, it's like just a drive, you know. Yeah, the oomph drink. is back. Oomph. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. definitely. Not, not the height of summer. There, help me spoken about that too. When it's too hot, too hot, then you just much, can't do anything. Too sweaty. But I
0: definitely have memories of like hot summer nights of just like you know throwing off the oh, covers yeah. and you know you've had sex and you're just lying sweaty and naked yeah. with like the window open you know, like, Body <laughs> akimbo. Yeah. yes exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> um so the yes seasons, yes seasonal seasonal sex i know i love that and, and actually i was noticing i was literally thinking it's may now i should be feeling horny mm. and I'm, like, <laughs> disappointed in myself
1: and I'm, well <laughs> also it's a bit weird isn't it because we've all just sort of the last spring and the spring before were all a little bit damp squibs in the sense yeah. of like lockdowns and not really being fully like
0: um yeah it, it yeah
1: social and also i think sex between i was reading this article apparently like there's not as many like random encounters happening interesting it's like dropped off a cliff the number of people having like casual sex because mm-hmm. people are just more like i could get something and I think mm-hmm. that the attitude is sort of just permeated.
0: That's quite interesting. So yeah. it is interesting.
1: I I wonder whether that will return over. I suppose it probably will come back over time because the pandemics. This isn't the only pandemic the world's ever experienced, is it? So
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those Spanish flu people.
1: <laughs> those Spanish flu people. Horny <laughs> or, Spanish flu people.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: All right. <laughs> okay.
1: Welcome to series two of an A to Z of sex with men, where I, Raphael,
0: and I, Jacinta,
2: and for one time only, I, Achim Brandenburg, hijack the heteronormative agenda,
0: illuminate the secrets of intimacy,
1: jumpstart the sexual dialogue, knock
2: on the door of kinky playtime,
0: laugh our way through liaisons dangereuses.
2: And meander through the sexual alphabet.
0: So, first things first. um, This week, H is for heartbreak. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, like we do every week, we watch a film that is to do with that topic. This week's film is Mario, nothing to do with mario bros no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um and no, it's a, <laughs> no um and we will be watching the whole film later but right now we shall just watch the trailer and uh let you know our thoughts Film, 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 film. film. Corner.
1: wow what a trailer
0: yeah it left us
1: quite speechless it, le- it left
0: us quite speechless it was like yeah. kind of that thing where you just uh lean back and i like i don't really I can't really speak.
1: Sort of drains you a bit of energy, doesn't it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And not in a bad way. I meant just sort of like.
2: Follow your heart or play by the rules.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Literally. Yeah. And I mean, it's clever because it's kind of a pun because it's about football. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. again, I I feel like it's got that thing of, particularly since it's a romance between men and it's a homophobic world, that thing of like, you can either choose to be with the one you love or you can do your job. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the one you love or the thing you love. Mm.
2: And I was immediately thinking, oh, can I please just for once watch a movie where being gay is not the problem?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so interesting. I, I was yeah. a bit like, when we watched a film a few weeks ago, um, a French one, there was the two men who met in the sex club.
3: Oh,
1: uh, Theo and Hugo. The, yes, Theo, Theo and
0: Hugo. Hugo. Yeah. Um, Theo and Hugo.
1: Three French films. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: the the um a, a, yes, it was like two people who met in a, a two men many met in a sex club, and then they they have sex, and then one of them find, they find out one of them has HIV. Yes. And then again, <laughs> your immediate reaction was like, "Can we just have one film with <laughs> us? They don't yep. have HIV."
3: Yeah.
0: And you go, "Yeah." So it, yeah.
1: And I did later think, you know, I felt almost I felt bad for thinking that because. Uh, it's a huge problem in the gay community mm-hmm. of like people with HIV being stigmatized, and yep. they need representation and they need visibility. Yeah. but at the same time, it is like we we also want the the films that are sort of happy and kind yeah. of end well and don't have yeah. like all yeah. these other traumas in the middle exactly. of it. Exactly. Um, it, it
2: it was it was all of that for such a long time. I mean, if yeah. if, if if a gay character showed up in in the Golden Girls, uh, you could kind of oh. Is it going to be HIV? Are they going to be inappropriately in love with someone? It's always yeah. the drama. Um, I, I quite enjoyed uh, Rocket Man, but I was kind of furious at the end where I had the feeling okay, now everything is uh, going well for good old Elton John, but we never get to see that on screen. Of course, it's not what movies are about it's not about it's Mm -hmm. quite often summed up with and they lived happily ever after but um i'm just so tired of not seeing that yeah yeah Yeah.
0: absolutely absolutely i know and it's like i mean you know had these conversations before every time well there are very few precious few rom-coms about um gay people but every time there is again it's like oh i need to come out or Oh, you know, this person doesn't like me back because they're not gay. <laughs> you know, and it's like, can we not just have one where it's just a rom com? Yeah.
1: Yep. And the only difference is, is that it's yeah. two men or two women. Yeah, and,
0: exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yes.
1: But anyway, Mario. But back to
3: Mario. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Those all the feelings that yes. you had watching the trailer. I, I, um, I definitely the the clips in it that showed them like you know together like intimately together looked very um very steamy and beautiful and sweet yeah so I'm looking forward to to seeing that explored more there's a I think I obviously understand that it's about football but
1: (laughs) there were a lot of football clips I'm worried that we're going to be watching a lot of football
3: (laughs) scenes it's
2: very
0: hard to engage with the football bits
2: (laughs) I will probably watch more football in that movie that i have in all of my life
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i uh, feel that way i feel that way Excellent.
0: <laughs> oh, well. um and uh leon 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 Saldo. yes um yeah. is uh very beautiful yeah they're all quite beautiful but it's very beautiful it's
1: yeah. <laughs> attractive yeah <laughs> yes there was a lovely scene of them also by um a river <sighs> Yeah. and they were sort of lying on. He was like lying on a rock, mm-hmm. uh, Mario, and like looking lovingly at Leon, and it was that was very sweet. Yeah. Um, and then there's another scene where uh, in the trailer where you can see it's part of the. We know that they there's a breakup because we're watching this for heartbreaks, but
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: um, they, um he's, he, Leon is leaving because he doesn't. He's obviously Mario's obviously done something. Yeah. And, like he, Mario grabs him from behind. Is like please, please, bitter, yeah. bitter. Uh, like don't stay. Like no, don't. I mean, do, don't, stay. do stay.
0: Don't stay, go. Stay, stay. <laughs> no, no. I, I, agree. I think the moments, um, the the clips in it that showed their specifically their relationship looked very emotionally real, mm. and I think I'm ex- I'm excited to see that, and slightly uh, trepidatious for my heart. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to take it in, but
2: <laughs> yeah, but we know it's not called Mario and Leon. It's just yes. called Mario. It's
0: called Mario. Good yeah. point.
3: Exactly.
2: Exactly.
0: Okay, so those are thoughts on that.
1: Yes. Uh, we have a question from the audience. Oh, do we? Let's hear mm. that. So, dear A to Z, I've just ended things with my partner of just over a year oh, and I can't stop crying.
3: Oh, man.
1: It's been a week. I can't do my job. I can't get out of bed. And when I do, I see them everywhere. Help. Uh, and that's from Clarissa from Itzehoe, Germany. Good to have a question from our international audience.
0: Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I know so they've all been very UK-centric so far, UK haven't they? Yeah. So they must have known you were coming on. Yes. exactly.
2: <laughs> <Okay>. oh. <laughs> How fitting to the subject. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. exactly. Yeah.
0: Um it's interesting because I I um obviously we always pick out a question from the audience. Yes. Um because we get many of them indeed um I'm pleased that Clarissa sent that question because I think I often think of heartbreak as being my go-to is like of see, I know there's the heartbreak of, of loss and grieving um the death of someone which obviously we will talk about later but in terms of heartbreak from a breakup I generally think of it as the person who has been broken up with mm. having kind of the monopoly on heartbreak and actually of course the person who does the breaking up Is feeling all those things as well because it's never an easy decision to break up with someone when clarissa says that they see them everywhere do you think that means you know emotionally or actually
1: i think it means emotionally you know when you um i've experienced this you know when you go to like places that you used to go with your partner and you Mm -hmm. kind of have that emotional sensation of it's almost like there's sort of ghosts are everywhere and you kind of have that oh you know what you you look at the other side of the road and you see Mm yourselves walking down it and it's not quite in your it's not in your vision you don't actually see it but you almost yeah it's sort of somewhere in the front of your brain very much yeah Um, and you go you can't and there's that sensation of I've always the way that I've always seen it is that there's a bit of like emotional ghost busting that has to happen yeah it's good to go back to those places without them because you have to because otherwise they'll always be in that place you have to have new experiences
0: you reframe them kind of
1: yeah. yeah it's that whole concept of when you when someone dies it's quite similar um of grief the loss mm-hmm. is always there so um mm-hmm. I can remember every heartbreak that I've ever had mm-hmm. um they're still they don't leave you but mm-hmm. the whole concept is that you kind of grow around that loss you yeah. grow, you get bigger you, as a sort of concept your sort of ego continues to grow through mm-hmm. your life
3: mm-hmm. um like a tree mm-hmm. and um
1: you sort of get extra rings yeah um, and there might be like little holes in those rings from like someone that's hurt you but mm-hmm. or, or left you or or died or whatever Mm -hmm. but that's inevitable you can't like avoid that yeah to make sort of you, you just have to remember that you carry on yeah growing yeah so you can't fill the hole but you sort of you can going. grow around it grow like around you say yeah. you
0: know yeah I think it's, it's so I'm from Edinburgh mm. and I moved away from Edinburgh when I was 18 but I obviously still go back there to visit family and you know go to the festival and whatever and for there was a quite a long period of time where I found it really emotionally difficult to go to Edinburgh because again everywhere I was was like you know that's that tree that I nearly had sex with that person, under that's um, that place where I kissed that person goodbye. And again, like my, and my, you know, my, I've mentioned the podcast before, my father died a few years ago. And so, I mean, there's like sort of rid- laden with memories of him as well. And it's only maybe in the last year or two that I started to go back and be like, oh, actually, I feel, I don't feel like really burdened with emotion anymore. Mm. And I think that was that sudden kind of lifting of like, I don't even remember which that tree is
3: right
0: <laughs> I was like many years I was like, <laughs> go to that tree as a sort of pilgrimage and now I have no idea what I, <laughs>
3: couldn't, I couldn't name I couldn't tell you
0: which one it is um so I suppose it, it I guess everyone says this and it's um it's hard but it is true that time eventually the more things you do and the and and maybe the nice things you do as well and, and if there's things you know you like to do like um actually in my research it recommended things like connect with a pet or go to a petting zoo or something yeah. you know? <laughs> well whatever it is that, that makes that makes you feel happy or calm Mm. and eventually and and you know talking to people and Mm. filling yourself like surrounding yourself with friends or Mm. you know or just giving time to yourself as well yeah eventually like you say you'll probably always miss them to a degree but you'll be happy again
1: Mm. and the ghost busting um um, and I want to hear your thoughts on this as well yeah the ghost busting I think is always easier done with someone else I tried ghost busting by myself where you go back to the places (laughs) that used to go and and it's still it's too it's that's really difficult it's not too hard but it's very difficult you're making it hard on yourself it's It's easier to bring a friend and then you kind of create a new nice memory with a friend in that same place and then it's not not
0: definitely definitely
2: yep totally agree with with the ghost busting not do it on your own. It definitely helps. Um, On on the danger of insulting uh, Clarissa or um, (laughs) being disrespectful, um, my mind briefly wandered to, I think it's pretty early in uh, the movie The Naked Gun. Um, I don't know if you have ever seen that.
0: I've not (laughs) seen The Naked Gun. I know of The Naked Gun,
2: but anyway, tell us. There is is a scene where he talks about, oh, he... uh, I think he has broken up from his girlfriend, and everywhere I go, I see her, and then he drives along the road, and there's these two bulbous gas tanks at the side of the road, looking like breasts, um, and <laughs> um, so it's 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 a silly take on on that. So that was yeah, yeah, briefly yeah. popping up. So apologies to Clarissa and Itzaho. Um, no, uh, I, I um, it's it's actually real. Yeah, I, I was was looking it uh, it up that uh, people actually have in, intrusions like that, uh, where they actually yeah. see things that are not there. And That's interesting.
0: That's yeah. interesting, and and I mean, look, I know you say it's only been a week, and and we, mm. you know, anticipate it will be hard, but if if the option is available to you, there is, I think we always have to say there is always professional help, and there is always um, therapy, and there's always like professional people you can talk to if it really is,
1: yeah, it's impossible worth to deal there. with on your, yeah, yeah. particularly because you say you can't get out of bed for fear of things. I mean, if that, yeah. I think for a few days that's sort of understandable, of I course, does, yeah. I think you should keep track on that yeah
2: and also most people pretty much everyone has experienced it so yeah. find find your friends and yeah. tell them how you really feel
0: yes exactly, <laughs> that's what exactly. friends are for
3: yeah. yeah
0: yeah i'm sure you know if, if you have that friend who will come around and sit on your bed make and eat you ice cream tea. with you make you yeah, yeah. talk talk through it all help you help you um actually hide or get rid of all the reminders as well that yeah. can happen. oh
3: yeah yeah. In
0: the initial definitely. stages. I remember when um my ex and I broke up for the first time and um there was a t-shirt of mine that he always wore when he came when he came over so as a his pajamas. Um and I, I literally just had to hide it at the bottom of my wardrobe because I was like every time I saw it, it was like because <gasps> it was like so him. Yeah. Anyway, then we got back together. Then we broke up again. <laughs> <laughs> well there you are
1: clarissa i hope that advice has been helpful yes and we've Um, got
0: also in our technical research there may be more there may be more things as well we we can move
1: straight
2: into
0: move to technical research yeah i know you did some research would you like to start with yours
2: um yeah i i really enjoyed finding uh uh let me see if i can pronounce it correctly it's the takotsubo cardiomyopathy So uh, it is a condition of the heart where through uh, a traumatic experience, which Mm. can be heartbreak, the loss of a loved one, anything like that. um, Actually, the heart is uh, becoming stiff, is changing shape and is struggling to uh transport bl- blood as much and um there is suggestions that something like seven percent of all uh heart attacks might actually be down to uh this which is basically broken heart syndrome. Mm-hmm.
0: That's um, fascinating. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I, I think that was one of the things that I um I I, st- I started to think about the term heartbreak quite a lot in the lead up to this um, because I mean um, you both know, but like my, my mom recently had um, a heart operation and my dad um, died of a heart thing as well. And I sort of think I, a part of me was like, you know how we're, we're being more aware now of um, not using phrases that are potentially ableist, like, I don't know, like um, turn a blind eye or right. the blind leading the blind, like like phrases like that, which are like a bit flippant, but actually could be slightly, you know, ableist or offensive. And I started to be like, do I, do I feel the same about heartbreak (laughs) Like saying like I'm heartbroken, but people actually also die of their hearts literally being broken or not working properly, which I suppose is broken. But I think I'm, I'm, I read a little bit about something similar, not exactly the same, but, but how one's actual heart can be actually affected by the trauma of breaking up or losing someone. And then I was like, Oh, I see. So it, it, it clearly, there's a reason why we call it heartbreak mm-hmm. and I was very interested in that I thought that was a um yeah I thought that, I thought I, I wasn't really expecting that and I was well, quite fascinated it's a very stressful
1: event and um one of the things I went to a doctor a few years ago and this has nothing to do with heartbreak specifically but I was um I, I I get a lot of things like sore throats and and um and kind of colds and things like that I just mm-hmm. very prone to them and I usually just keep working through them so I just keep going about my normal days. Yeah, if nothing's yeah. wrong with me. Um, <clears throat> actually, that's been a theme of the last week. I've had a bit of a cold and I just carried yeah, on yeah, going. Yeah. And I went to see, uh, I had a, I had arrhythmias and stuff like that start to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like you said, okay, they've, they found um, a possible a bit of stiffening in my heart wall that they need to investigate. And unfortunately, NHS being what it Gosh. is, uh, I still haven't been seen as a follow up on that, but hopefully that Gosh. will come soon. Yeah. But the the thing is real like if you obviously sickness is like a stress mm-hmm. on the body and kind of continuing to kind of go to to plow on through that mm-hmm. has kind of left me, my heart trying to trying to do more than it should And yeah. and a heartbreak is a really stressful event so I yeah. can only draw a, a parallel line between those two things and yeah. suggest that there's a there's a real pathway yeah to the heart changing its physicality yeah. on a kind of through stressful events yeah um because it is it's there's a lot of and also the the number of hormones and um uh, the, the, the lovely h word actually hormones isn't it? Hormone, yes, hormone. Um, that sort of happen during um stressful times yeah. um such as heartbreaks but other other events too um you know we only know of you know we know only know so much of how you know the impact that those things have on yeah. our bodies cortisol adrenaline etc etc mm-hmm. um but obviously the the constant influx of them if you don't um occasionally ramp down from them if it's a constant like a relatively uh, consistent period of time for mm-hmm. a while has a, a negative effect and it does it does impact the structure of things like your yeah. internal organs your viscera yeah uh, yes indeed, indeed. Uh, so yeah
0: indeed yeah. no and, and I think it's so I think it made me think about again about the well we've talked a lot about the physicality the physical feelings of anything to do with love and sex and romance and actually heartbreak is a physical feeling
3: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah
0: and and i suppose of course it makes sense if you feel it physically it would make sense that it is taking a physical toll like yep yeah. yeah. that makes sense
2: yeah it's, I, it's, I think uh, there's often this idea of oh i think you are saying in english soldier through uh, mm-hmm, pull yeah. pull yourself together yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that that kind of attitude so uh, i i find quite interesting looking into this seeing uh, how much we now know is actually real and to be taken seriously. So, uh, research about your whole immune system collapsing uh, mm-hmm. in a situation like that, uh, the, the heart thing. Um, then there was, uh, I, f- I found something about uh, pain research where the uh, um, pain of a broken heart being. On the same scale as someone burning your arm.
0: (laughs) I read that as well. I know. Apparently, it was like a literal study where, like, yeah, yeah, I found that. I was like, "What? How did you do that study?" We just literally
3: send
1: a load of people out and be like, "Okay, you're going to fall in love with this person, and then we're going to rip them away from you in six weeks and see what happens." I
0: think think it was. (laughs) I, I read that it was. Um, they showed they showed pictures of people's ex partners. And the um, brain activity from seeing yep. the pictures was the same or similar to the brain activity when their arm was burnt. But that yep. does mean they were
3: muscling. People's, people's arms.
0: arms the... Oh my god! Wow. Anyway, good the on the people, we do people for love.
1: The things we do to understand well, that's love. Not for science. I yeah. know, yeah. For the for
0: science. <laughs> love.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's fascinating.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I. I, I yeah. <laughs> but exactly, that's it. So it, it is. A, it is a. It is a reaction of physical pain. Yeah. Which is. Wow. Very interesting. Wow. Um, I have some research as well. Unless is, is there anything else you wanted to say? Joachim? Okay. So apart from that, yes, that thing about arms being burnt, that was the first thing I wrote down.
3: Amazing.
0: <laughs> um, that. I know. Um, yeah, I need to research this, um, research more. Mm. <laughs>
3: um,
0: anyway, I read an article called, uh, the science of a broken heart and how to put it back together. Um, and that was in on uh, a greatest.com. Um, and, uh, And and so this looks like before I say what it said. I I think I was thinking about this already, and I was interested. I think heartbreak is heartbreak, and there are similar reactions, and it's um, emotional trauma and emotion and and emotional loss. But I think there's the specifically when we look at um, relationships of like sexual romantic relationships, there is the heartbreak of a breakup, and then there is the heartbreak of a partner dying, and I think that. There are a lot of similarities, but there are also differences. And I think they are different types of heartbreak because obviously, well, they're different. So this article did look a little bit at both kinds. It did also talk about the 2018 study that found that widows and widowers were 41% more likely to die within the first six months after losing their spouse. Um, And the researchers suspect this was a result of a 53% increased risk of cardiovascular disease um Gosh. which i think might have been similar to your findings but yep. again yeah just fascinating. I fascinating
1: yeah i knew that was true um for men i didn't know that was true for everybody
0: interesting that's interesting I, yeah,
1: yeah there was I, the study that i, I this is very uh, anecdotal because it's memory <laughs> sure, and yeah, not, yeah. like based on recent <laughs> yeah, research yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> but there was definitely i remember reading an article some years ago about or watching something a science sort of documentary mm-hmm. about it where they said that Men were likely to die within the first year of um, of losing their wives, um, and obviously this is a heteronormative sure. study. But um, and then, uh, but women were not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that might they might not have done the
0: because this uh, I mean
1: rigorously as, or as recently as, as that study.
0: So yeah, I mean I haven't read the specific study, but yeah, I and mean, this is like pooling everyone together and then saying mm. anyway I don't know um, you perhaps yeah yeah um, anyway so this was the advice for healing a broken heart after a breakup. Okay, understand the past. Look honestly at the relationship and where it started to break down. Um, which, I mean, don't do that straight away. I mean, that's oh painful. Wait a couple of weeks. <laughs> but, um, self-care. I said it's very tempting to just eat lots of junk food and lie around in bed, but actually eating healthily, going for walks, doing exercise is actually one of the things that will help the most. Clarissa, are you listening? In the healing. Yeah, Clarissa, this, is, <laughs> this is for you, Clarissa. And, and I, I do relate to that. because in, in the past with breakups before, definitely like, I like sort of moped around <laughs> so like, I moped around mm. pulled myself together anyway no I felt awful and not been able to really do anything and then I've been like right I'm going to tidy my room and I'm going to start doing daily stretches and I'm going to like you know learn a new skill and then actually that for me has actually made me feel better yeah. and then she said uh, connect and this is talking to trusted people in your life sharing your your trauma, talking about it. And then it also suggested yoga as part of the connect. It's connecting with your body, isn't it? It's connecting with your body and mindfulness, I guess. Um, Healing a broken heart after bereavement. So the top thing there was allow yourself to cry. And I really do relate to that a lot. I think I know people in my life, particularly men, particularly cis straight men who don't feel like they can cry. And I obviously some people just don't cry and they do find it difficult to cry, but some people make themselves not cry because they feel like they shouldn't. And I just think that's so important just to be able to do it because it's such a release and it said nobody's ever died of crying. So I mean, you know, that's like, that's actually just, it's a healthy thing to do and it's a good thing to do. Um, Make space for the loss. So um, it says, don't try to not think about it. Don't be like, oh, I should be distracting myself. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if that's part of your... um, grieving and healing process that's obviously fine but don't feel like you have to move on before you're ready. Uh, It said self-soothe as in it's okay to to, it's don't feel guilty about doing things you enjoy and things that make you happy like don't feel like you need to be sad all the time. This is where it said if you want to connect with a pet (laughs) that's fine or like go do something that makes you happy Um, and then it also obviously recommended there's always therapy and professional help if you need it Um, and for all types of broken hearts Time,
3: yeah, the number yep. one
0: time yes. is the ultimately the greatest healer.
1: <laughs> I would say that's really good advice, but I would also put a caveat mm-hmm. that it's sometimes, I think, particularly with grief and losing somebody mm-hmm. through bereavement, different people tackle it at different speeds, and that's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But our life is in a sense our own lives are only so long yeah so let you know there can come a time when if, you, if you're actually grieving over you know beyond into years and you still aren't yeah um able to do some of the things that you you know felt that you could do before yeah then that's where the therapy part really needs to come in
0: exactly and and, and yeah. yeah and I think if, uh, I've definitely been around people whose grieving process has turned into something slightly um tyrannical yeah as in slightly like it takes all of the it it takes all of the energy and all of the everything and I think there can become a point where it (laughs) becomes it's not really grieving anymore it becomes a different thing it becomes slightly unhealthy but that's you know like you say that's if it's going into years and
1: and it's also I don't think it's the kind of thing that will blip out it obviously
0: um
1: the the shock of it will fade but then um as we've already discussed, I think we've spoken about places yeah. where you go back to places, but also in time. So when it's their birthday or your anniversary or mm-hmm. like Christmas, or I don't know, there's sort of special times of year that you will have had together. Yeah. Those might be particularly poignant reminders of, of things that, and that might be a painful thing. So those, mm-hmm. because they're infrequent, you might feel that feel things more acutely at those times. Yeah. But as you say, there is a kind of, some people will be quite, will grip onto their grief as, a, as the crutch, yeah. as the kind of thing. So it's important that yeah. um, that you, you I think allowing the kind of dialogue for am I ready to move on, am I not ready nope. to move on? Or mm-hmm. for, let's not move on, because that sounds like you're leaving something behind, but move forwards perhaps.
3: Yeah.
2: Or- yeah, I, I think it, it has has to do that you yeah, you need to go through it and you I, I I think you end up being stuck in that if you don't allow yourself to to get through it. Just into what you were saying about uh connection, allowing yourself to cry, taking time to do that. If mm-hmm. if we don't do that, it will just come as biting in the ass if you don't have the feeling there yeah. is space for that to happen in the world, that that is a way of uh yeah being being welcome in the world having a shoulder to cry on and um, yeah yeah
0: be in exactly. connection with that yeah exactly and I think it's like what you say is what like there are it's not a linear process and I think that um, I mean that there are times where I like I feel moderately you know you don't think about someone who you've lost or a past breakup for a long time and then one day you'll just hear some word or look at something or think about something and suddenly you just feel really sad mm-hmm. and then it will pass. But it's like, it's the thing of, of still accepting that it's not like you say, it's not moving. What did you say? Moving not, not on, moving, on, but it's moving, forward, it's moving so. on, moving forward. It's not getting over. It's becoming used yeah. to or integrating, not it, it, sort of yeah. it.
1: You're sort of, yeah. You're yeah. allowing it space as a part of you, but actually not letting it be all of you.
0: Exactly. Well. Exactly. Um, to go back to um, my research briefly, mm. um, I was uh, there's there's another article I read, "Hacking Heartbreak: The Ultimate Guide to Getting Over the One," um, which was from actually a BBC article. Oh wow! Um, it's legit. There you go, that's it's it. Partial. Politically impartial, that's exactly. what we can expect. I know. Um, it's, it's from...
2: Apologies.
0: <laughs> we love laughter. <laughs> laughter is
2: love...
1: allowed. It's,
0: it's actually right. laughter, so it's a very good, important part of, of any process, actually, yes. of any re- yeah. recovery process. Anyway, impartial, um...
2: unless we mention the gays. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh dear. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So according to behavioural psychologists <laughs> yes,
3: please, yeah, and relationship coach well
0: Joe Hemmings,
3: yeah.
0: uh, Joe Hemmings said, um, yes, essentially it is a state of devastating emotional loss. Uh, it's obviously different for all of us, but um, it's difficult to get past the pain. And uh, in brain terms, the areas responsible for feeling physical pain light up in the same way as if you're actually in pain same as well, like what we are saying, like burning your arm and feeling heartbroken, same things. It also triggers withdrawal symptoms very similar to those seen in addicts or specifically drug addicts. Um, in emotional terms, a bad breakup, and I obviously I think it's the same as losing someone, will plunge you into the five stages of grief. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and finally acceptance. Uh, there are often relapses in this process. That is according to Joe Hemmings. Also, there was some research published in the Journal of Experimental Psychology, which looked at the effectiveness of three coping strategies after a breakup. Um, one of them was, okay,
3: mm-hmm. thinking
0: bad things about an ex, owning and accepting your feelings of love for a former partner, and distracting yourself by thinking good thoughts about nothing to do with your ex. Interesting. I'm not really sure about anything.
3: No. <laughs> but they said,
0: so it was something like, oh, well, I'm glad they're gone because... They used to pick their nose, and that was annoying. Yeah, and and then once you kind of got through that bit, then you go. The things I did like about them was how they had a similar taste in. uh, They liked musicals like me, Mm. and then you go, okay, so I don't know, um, aren't lambs cute? (laughs) 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 That's amazing. (laughs) Right. Anyway.
2: that's the fix for everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> pictures of to be fair, it's I quite often I don't know on I don't know about your friends on Facebook but I quite often see people um going I'm feeling really down today send me pictures of cute animals. Yeah. That's like a common thing on Facebook. It's <laughs> <laughs> so generic that's really panacea, uh, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> anyway, I I thought uh, it was quite interesting this idea of like so it was talking about once you've kind of got through the initial stages of anger and grief about your partner breaking up with your partner or your partner breaking up with you um is to look at the things you liked about them and then be like okay those are things I like to have in a partner and then look for those things if you're entering into a new relationship right. which I I just found that quite interesting because that is something I've kind of noticed before where some of the things I particularly liked about my ex-partner things I particularly like doing with him things I particularly admired in him and I do notice sometimes there are similarities with things that I like, particularly like about my current partner, really? my partner now. Mm. And then occasionally I go, I feel a bit, I almost feel weird about it. So I almost go, oh, that's like the same. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like I'm like, am, am I just, you sort of start questioning yourself and going, have I just tried to find a replacement for my ex? Or is this betraying my ex that I'm doing the same things with you as I did with him? Or like... <sighs> I think it's
3: just me getting
2: in my head. I think it's I'm over just... yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have a little anecdote for that. Uh, yeah. My my first uh, relationship, um, he, he was a big Susie and the Banshees fan. Okay. Uh, so uh, at one point he decided that uh, um, the last beat of my heart, that song, uh, being our song. So it yes. was coming from his side that this was our song um we broke up terrible breakup first but uh became friends quite quite again i was actually quite quite heartbroken but i think that was good i think uh i needed to see okay there is a real break going on so this Mm -hmm. is not a fit i think otherwise i would have Uh, State investing in the relationship but that's not what I want to talk about I want to talk about um, he 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 met a new guy and uh, they they are great together and I went to the wedding and for the exchanging of the rings they put on some music (laughs) and it was our song uh, and I, I was there with my sister and she knew that about about that song so that song co- uh, came on my sister turned to me saying nay order which means something like uh, really <laughs> so. i was like there with
0: my mouth open like that's shocking
2: <laughs> and <laughs> and the the thing is in that second I thought I could be so offended, oh, uh, yeah. but I wasn't. And yeah, I, I good, thought good no good good for him and it's it's yeah. it's great that there is there is a match for him yeah. where that song is the one. Oh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's yeah. a really good point. And actually it's a bit like what you were saying earlier, Rafa, it's probably managed to kind of reframe that song, mm. erase the ghost of it. Yep. With his new partner.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But
0: I you see this is exactly it though. Is it is things like that like things which are a bit like I watched this film with my with my ex and we enjoyed it together so I can't possibly have that same Enjoyment of that film with you, you know. I, you know I, I,
3: guess,
2: I can I, never have pizza again. We yes, had pizza, exactly. together.
0: <laughs> pizza together. I can't. Actually, yeah, yeah. you know That was something I liked about my ex partner. Yes. So now I can also enjoy that with my new partner. You know? Anyway, um, I love that story. That's great. Perfectly illustrates the point. Um, Anyway, the article was written by, on, by someone trying to explore their own process of uh, healing from a broken heart from a breakup. So uh, 11 easy steps to follow. <laughs> Accept the way you feel and allow yourself to mourn. Talk to family and friends and, if necessary, a counsellor. Write a diary. I've never, ever done that in a breakup. But there you go, that's the advice. Mm-hmm. Avoid social media. Delete painful triggers. So I suppose that's deleting photos on your phone, which I... I get why people do that. And I think it is important, but I think because in my, I feel like in my head, I'm quite into like archives. I quite get quite um, passionate about archives. (laughs) And I just feel like even if it, even if that relationship has ended and even if it was an unhealthy relationship or no matter how much, how emotional it makes me feel to think about it, that is part of my history. And it sort of feels um, like a bit of a betrayal of my history (laughs) to delete stuff like that.
1: So I think there's, there's a, there's a halfway house what's needed here i think the the kind of uh what the advice is getting at is that you we will always be tempted to look at things when we were in our stage of darkness mm-hmm. and be like oh i don't have them anymore and they're mm-hmm. not with me anymore and you can and looking at those reminders and having them available to yeah. you to look at yeah um is means that you're tempted to look at those yeah. things again and and, mm-hmm. and kind of go on that broken record cycle of i'm not getting out yeah so i wonder whether as a kind of somewhere, because I agree with you. I mm-hmm. think I, I find that deleting things like that is like erasing part of my history and yeah. some of my relationships. You know, uh, some were on and off for a couple of years. Yeah. For the old the, the the sort of one I will talk about later. Um, you know, I don't want to delete those memories. There were mm-hmm. good memories in there, mm-hmm. but I do. I did need, and again, I'll talk about this when I get to my yeah. story. I did need the space.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I needed to be able to push those things away in almost like a time capsule yeah. bury it so that maybe yeah. if there's a way of, an, maybe we need someone to invent an app that sort of locks uh, photos away for good two idea. years that you can look at them yeah.
0: <laughs> that's a really good idea <laughs> yeah. so it's actually like, because I think like I all of my kind of physical mementos of my relationship with my ex um, I, or like my sort of main other relationship apart from the one I'm in now, um, I put them all in a cigar box mm. and and then I just put that that in a box or on a shelf and if there is ever a time I want to look back on it or revisit it I know it's all there but it is like contained and it's like Mm -hmm. out of the way whereas all the photos of on my phone of like people i've had past relationships with and and also on google photos they go this time five years oh. ago <laughs> and then suddenly i'm like oh that person that i had a I very know. emotional relationship yeah. with okay Thanks. um so i agree i think that's it it's like you're not actually getting rid of them forever but just putting them in a place where you can't just yep. easily access yes. them yeah
2: and and there's such a high uh, danger of basically in the pain throwing out so much stuff uh that's valuable um, yeah, yeah. to you i, I mean yeah. Uh, yeah we done that so i never do this again exactly. and actually it's something you really enjoyed and you exactly. should keep it in your life and yeah. you should
0: be able to do that with other people exactly yeah. um just to quickly go through the rest of it uh distract yourself mm-hmm. i guess that can be good uh don't make rash decisions mm-hmm. so maybe don't burn everything <laughs> um, <Bear> house um, life <laughs> change yeah, uh, so yeah. You could
1: be like, well, I, I need to do something completely yeah. different now to sort of, and, yep. and that might be, I mean some decisions like that are okay, mm-hmm. like I'm going to do a taster class of an mm-hmm. improv, that's fine but if you suddenly like find yourself throwing thousands of pounds into a new hobby, maybe yeah. th- decide whether that's did you always want to do that, or have yeah. you just decided I need something new yeah. and I'm going to throw money and well, time at
0: it? The person who wrote this article moved to the countryside. There you go. And then said after eleven months, oh, you're like, I, yeah. don't I, I don't think I don't I like it. like cows. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. Um, I actually oh, get you, get a haircut. That's yeah. a big one. Um, I once overheard a man um, uh, talking to his friends at a bar, and I, I like I, I wrote it all down because it was amazing. And then I don't I lost the thing I wrote it down in, but he was saying something like. Never date a girl with bangs. A girl's got bangs. She's just gone through a breakup. <laughs> She's, <gasps> going... <laughs> She's looking for something new. <laughs> never, never date a girl. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> <I was> like... <laughs> and things I was like, fuck you. But I was also like, there is a, a slight a l- element of truth. A logic tonight. in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, and then uh, do not have contact with your ex. Think of their downsides. And after a time, think about their plus sides and consider that these quality- qualities might be found in someone else. And then it's just a matter of time. There Interesting
1: that they said about the last bit, you need to, you can't do that immediately. Right, yeah. You need to just... First
0: of all, you go, I hate them because hate of them. this. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go, actually. Then distract.
1: Are... <laughs> then you hate yeah, them yeah. because of this. And la la la, lambs, cute lambs. Yeah. And then I liked that we ate lambs. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Yeah. Also, during my research, I found a few quite clickbaity lists on the subject. Um <laughs> right. so, yes. Most of them ending on on the high of rebound sex. So uh, I, I I think great.
1: Um, so it did, recommended them. Did it recommend
2: uh, them? They, they 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 did. And I I was thinking, did I ever have actual real rebound sex? And I think once I might. It was more about basically. Uh, Bad relationship, uh, and he he was quite negative about yeah. our sexuality, and so uh <laughs> but basically, the the day after I made it out of the relationship, uh it was this bit of a oh yeah, I still got it <laughs> kind yeah, of yeah. Thing. <laughs> and and that that yeah. actually was was really helpful. I I don't know about you guys. I <laughs> yeah.
0: I actually no, I completely I do think that if the reason you partly the reason you left a relationship. Is because it's made you feel bad, like not confident in yourself. Having sex with someone else who can just be like, "Oh, you're great. You're amazing. You're so sexy. (laughs) Everything about you is amazing." Like that can actually be really validating. I can, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've definitely to just as a distraction, as the distract yourself part. I've definitely had meaning, meaningless sex, one night standy type sex.
1: Sign up to that. Yeah, as part as well. of the process.
0: I don't know how healthy or healing that was, but yeah. <laughs> it did happen. Yeah,
1: so.
2: yeah. I was was thinking the same. Thinking, okay, how, how much is just the distraction helping yeah. or not? But yeah, I I, I remember um, that that one occasion. He was a gorgeous guy and. I, I don't know exactly what he said. He said something about oh, oh god, no one has ever licked my ass like that before. And no. I said, Yes.
3: No, no, oh yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> totally,
1: totally. Yeah. Oh my god, completely that great to
0: that. Definitely on yeah. the t shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah 100 yeah. percent Excellent. Oh. Um, all right. So we've yes, we've talked for a long time. Um, so I think we should um move on to a more Sort of personal stories, and mm. um, Akim, I I know you've got something quite important to talk about. I don't know if you want to start.
2: Um, it's 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 just uh, really with with the focus on on that subject, I noticed it's it's somewhat many times just mm-hmm. focusing on on romantic heartbreak, and I I think there's a reality beyond that. So I just recently lost uh, a very dear friend I'm totally devastated I, if, if yeah. with, with looking at, at the, the lists of things that happen, I'm experiencing those yeah. I have these intrusion moments and yeah I, I, I think it's it's just we, we, we don't talk about these things we don't honor how non-romantic feelings can can be actually the the same that Absolutely. was just very present for me. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I think it's such a good point. And I think it's so important to honor it because it, uh, it's similar when we lose a friend just through a friendship ending. And I think people don't, it's not, it's not similar in terms of the feelings of heartbreak, but it's similar in terms of people focus a lot on mm-hmm. remote romantic breakups, but friendship breakups. that you're just expected to kind of mm. deal with them. And I think it's the same, like l- losing a friend through death. Again, it's like people understand that it's, painful and sad but it's kind of like you're not allowed the same amount of space
1: as a relative
0: yeah as if it's a relative or a partner Mm. to grieve I mean I remember when my dad died I remember being very struck by how much it affected people that I didn't even know Mm. who maybe just people he met he knew through work or he'd gone on a done a workshop with once or something Mm. and it's like actually we touch people in so many ways that isn't through being related to them, or through being in a relationship, mm. or being in a romantic relationship, yeah. and actually, yeah, I, I think it's so important. I think it's so important to honour that. And I know I'm sorry. I'm sorry you've lost your friend, and I'm mm. pleased to talk about it here.
2: Yeah, he 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 was uh, really a wonderful man and uh, a bit of a social glue for the Edinburgh bear scene, and uh, <laughs> r- bear. really, really lov- lovely person. So. Um, uh, yeah, my my whole perception of Edinburgh is very shaped by by that person. So that feeling of uh always feeling safe, or always feeling so welcome in Edinburgh. Um mm. yeah, very affected by wonderful Gary. Yep.
0: Gary. Hmm. Excellent. We should do a little like um I don't know, dedicate this episode to him or something. Yeah. So could, <laughs> yeah. It's interesting what you said as well about Gary being part being yeah, like a social glue as well. I think that's a huge, um, not only is it great personal loss, but it's a huge um, shift in the way that a whole kind of community operates or a whole, yeah, I don't know, there's kind of so so much. It's not It's not just the feelings of, of um, grief, but also the having to readjust to a whole new kind of dynamic mm-hmm. as well, which is similar in any kinds of loss, I suppose.
1: Yep, yep. I, uh, I used to be a funeral celebrant. I say mm-hmm. used to, I mean, I never yeah, still- really sort of stopped or started or (laughs) I I did the training I'm a trained funeral Um, and part of the training was to go and observe a couple of funerals Mm -hmm. and I went to one that was a uh, it was a very young i think he was 20 or 21 of course, or yeah. sort of in that space and he uh, was a gay mixed race uh very pretty uh man
3: mm-hmm.
1: and you know he's one of those people that you sort of see a bit of yourself in yeah. um so i sort of i saw a bit of myself in him and the way that he was described by his family and friends as well was very uh interesting it was a very very poignant they did it very, very obviously it was very poignant to hear mm-hmm. um but they did it very sort of um and it, the point is that the that um they obviously they did they took turns doing sort of eulogizing
3: mm-hmm. of him.
1: And it was very interesting to sort of hear the extent to which he had sort of touched everyone around him. The mm-hmm. funeral hall was absolutely packed mm-hmm. um, with friends. And um, as the sort of I was the sort of tag-along to the celebrant mm-hmm. who was actually doing the ceremony. And we couldn't leave until the last guest had gone Yeah, um, and they'd had a double slot as well. So it meant that it was a um, right. 50, like 45, 50 minute thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, the, the friends, particularly the partner, of his partner had not been allowed to attend the funeral by the family. And the partner, but they had been allowed to, they had allowed him to do a recording and send that, send the recording in. So they had a short recording of him, but mm-hmm. it was, it was actually quite long. It was about eight or nine minutes
3: okay. talking
1: about all of his qualities. Um, and they, they, the family were obviously a little bit on the homophobic side right, because right? they, um, they labeled him um, a close friend. But when you listen to the recording, yeah. close friends don't talk about <laughs> people the way that, that, that he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, um, a group of his family uh, got up and spoke a little bit and then a, a huge group of about 10 or 12 friends mm-hmm. got up and spoke and they really struggled to get through it. And I think they were more emotional than the family. Interesting, um, yeah. yeah. There was that sort of closeness, obviously. And it, yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? Friends friends of the family that you choose or whatever the, sen- the saying, yeah. however the saying goes. Yeah, You know, it, it's, it's not... Family is a people who you kind of grow up with and you're therefore probably the most familiar with. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you know that the love is necessarily and that's probably harsh to say but it's not necessarily stronger necessarily yeah so i think it's really right that we talk about this sort of hooking hooking on this word another h word honor honor yeah uh, honoring um yeah the kind of friend connection yeah um yeah because it is a special one
0: It, it is and i think you said there's there's a there's a closeness and an intimacy between friends which just because you're not having sex or living together and actually Mm. some friends do have sex but you know it's like but if you're not necessarily having sex or living together but you still have an incredibly close connection Mm. um and i think yeah that that is something that needs to be honored yeah and acknowledged yeah 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 this is actually one thing about funerals and and sort of a result, a, a sort of um, positive effect of something coming, sort of coming out the other side of heartbreak. I think is actually it gives people um, a space to talk about yep. someone mm. and share in their love of and memories of someone in a way that almost mm-hmm. isn't there when they're alive. Mm. And obviously, it, you know, obviously it would be better if they're alive or you know whatever. But but actually, I, I think there's a lot of beautiful things that can come out of like people coming together. Mm through their love of the person who's passed on mm. and I think that's actually something very there can be a great beauty in that as well having been to a few funerals recently I I can I sort of that's something that I always notice and I was going mm. oh wow yeah. I hope that my funeral's this nice yeah <laughs> I, okay. hope that, I hope that lots of people connect over their love of me yeah <laughs> exactly exactly
1: as they do in life
0: well exactly, exactly.
1: and as, but, I assume the same as as the way that you've spoken about uh Gary I assume that's effect that he had in life as well so uh it's that's really positive
0: yeah um, exactly and a positive legacy as well yeah. do we want to share some of our I was little heartbreaks briefly here?
1: talk about what i was talking about earlier yeah it's interesting to see how few of the things i did when you were speaking about that ideal list of
0: oh interesting uh,
1: and <laughs> I, I think that's probably why i did it so poorly mm. um basically um I, I i i dated a woman in york um uh, when i was at university there and it was the last kind of heterosexual relationship that I was, uh, that I had. And the reason it ended was because I realized that I was, I was pretty much gay Mm -hmm. and, or at least a Kinsey five point, something high and so I it basically wasn't going to work and the breakup was really hard and I had to get a friend to come over to mm-hmm. um to scour my room for all of her things and take that take them away uh, when we when it actually broke up with her i said this before on the podcast mm-hmm. so I'll keep it very brief but um it was just after her birthday because there's never a good time um mm-hmm. and I waited specifically to after her birthday so that it wouldn't be on the main thing but I still had her present to give her it was all very
3: Gosh, ugly yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we
1: both ugly cried for about uh I don't know 2 hours in my wow. room uh because uh, I was still a student yeah, so yeah. Um, crying is good crying is good yeah. um but we just couldn't pull away from each other but yeah. we and we would we genuinely were kind of in love mm-hmm. but we just knew that it wasn't functional as a relationship mm-hmm. uh, and we were just very very close friends and damn it that we didn't stay that way but yeah um the other problem is we never we couldn't get away from each other we were in the same mm-hmm groups we had all the same interests at uni and mm-hmm. we uh were starting to do drama and things we had an interest in theater outside and the York theater scene is very small so mm-hmm. everyone knows everyone else and and you can't audition for one mm-hmm. play without um her also auditioning for it or vice versa you know oh, yeah. so it, we were all tangled up in the same things mm-hmm. and um therefore I couldn't do that thing of taking space try not you know try and not see them and
3: mm-hmm.
1: um end up looking at you know you know just r- remembering things too much and i think in the end that's why we both when we finally were able to sort of stop seeing each other mm-hmm. um it it sort of that's when it actually did start. we did start to recover from it
0: yeah yeah um
1: but being tangled up in it in that way and so many things
0: it's interesting because it's like we said that there, there is actually um, the heartbreak of ending a, of the end of a relationship but also the heartbreak of losing a friend correct like say like correct. and actually I, I think that can sometimes happen like a, a friendship can be lost through turning something romantic and then ending it and that that can be really sad as well that's exactly right um yeah that's interesting and 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 actually what you're saying as well I I I was thinking about this earlier too about how often a breakup means that someone not only loses their partner and potentially their friend who was their Mm. partner but also their friendship group Yes. because yep. you have the same friends, and you kind of your partner takes the friends. Correct. Yeah. And and it can be incredibly isolating. In that, that, that happened yeah. to me
1: there as well. And then Gosh, I, was, yeah. and I did I did a few radical things after that, although they were radical things that I planned. Okay. So yeah. I yeah, moved, yeah. I moved to London. Right. Um, yeah. And and I went through another period of isolation because I had no friends there either. So there's, yeah. there's lots of yeah. I mean, I, I did lots of the things on the list that were when, or rather, I didn't do the things on the list that were recommended, and I did things that weren't. Um, but
0: you still got there in. But the But I, I got you there in the end. <laughs>
1: <that's>, <laughs> positive thing to say exactly probably I, I took a harder road exactly. than I, I might have been able to take
0: interesting yeah. but a big thing there is like you say like actually you you sort of you lost your friendship group through it mm. um or at least you know in in that moment you did and one of no the... i
1: per- permanently did permanently yeah. Yeah. god yeah.
0: you see and that's and that's one of the big things that we've been saying is oh talk to someone share it with a friend Ooh. talk to a friend but if you lose <sighs> your friends like that that becomes a lot harder so yeah. no wonder you couldn't follow those steps like you know yeah yeah You've got a lovely friendship group now, though. I do. <laughs> <So that's better. laughs> I um, um, what about gosh, yours? Yeah. I, I just, so I, I kind of, my, my sort of um, main breakup from like a long-term relationship was from my, my ex. But actually like, I think we did that very well. And the most heartbroken I felt, like really heartbroken I felt throughout that process was, um, I've talked about this in episode B for breakups, but um, I slept with someone else. And then the feeling I felt the day after was like, I think that was the moment of heartbreak because that was the moment I knew that the relationship would end. And mm. I, I had done, I was the catalyst. <laughs> what I had done was the catalyst for ending. And that was like the bit, the physical like kick, you know, where you're like, yep. oh. and But actually all the ensuing conversations, although hard, were very... Um, Grown up, dare I say? And and actually, I, I felt like we walked out, we left the relationship both very respectfully and still kind of honoring the relationship we'd had mm. honor again Honour again. Honor. um mm. but i think the the much uh the much less good breakup i did was was the sort of it i wouldn't say it was a rebound relationship but it was definitely the relationship i threw myself into the soonest after breaking <laughs> up with my ex
3: um, but
2: not a, <laughs> not a rebound Not a
0: rebound. it was a genuine emotional connection and it was a very <sighs> lustful connection i have to say um but um but we you know had great sex like we'd You know, dance, drink a lot, like it was all really fun and exciting. And when we broke up, I mean, that was the bit where I was like, I, I, I smoked, I drank, I, um, I would, I would go round to his house after we'd broken up, and we would call and text each other. We still worked together. We would like, I would like, dress up in really sexy clothes to try and like distract him. (laughs) (laughs) It was all just like, but it was definitely that was like that was where i was like in the most kind of emotional turmoil i think and i think it was also just i think i wasn't in a very good place emotionally anyway and i think it was kind of compounded by this and the point where i was like this needs to stop was i ended up going dancing with some friends and then texting this person and then obviously oh, i didn't reply or they did reply but they replied with something really dismissive or something mm. and i remember going down to the toilets and then sitting on the floor in the toilets in this club and just crying and crying and crying on the floor until a bouncer came down and said, you have to get off the floor. <laughs> and I was like, I'm really not, I just need to sit on the floor right
3: now. <laughs> um,
0: but obviously I wasn't allowed to. So then, and then I was just like, I feel at rock bottom right now. Mm-hmm. I need to move on from this. And I think that was the moment where I was like, okay, stop texting, <laughs> delete the number, block them on the social media. And um, And I really only feel like I... I still if I see an image of that person, I still get that slight like, oh, god, (laughs) you know, it still kind of has an has an emotional reaction. And it is a sort of physical stomach flip kind of thing of like, oh, my God, that person that I had that really intense connection with. Mm. And yeah, I just I just think it's interesting the combination of actually the person I think I had a very healthy relationship with. I also had a very healthy breakup from and the person I had a not very healthy relationship (laughs) with, albeit exciting. I had a very tumultuous breakup. To a breakup which mm. was heart hurty yeah but there you go that's <laughs> in a nutshell <laughs>
1: mm.
0: um shall we watch our film yes let's do that excellent film film film, film. corner
2: mario
1: mario
0: <laughs> mario um
1: wow i mean i had the same feeling at the end of the film than i did at the end of the trailer <laughs> i just <laughs> I think I looked over at Jacinta at the end of the film <laughs> and I said, you're right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just sitting there like. Uh, Processing. Yeah, yeah, I can't talk. Aheem, um, what were your initial thoughts on.
2: Um... Well, I I don't regret seeing it, but well, it's also, also also not not necessarily gonna stay with me for a long
3: time. Interesting,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, maybe maybe that was just me being uh, another problem movie. Uh, yeah. Probably that was influencing it, but yeah. uh, I, I I thought it was a bit. F- formularic and there there was uh there there was one moment when when mario realizes how royally he has fucked up um i yeah that was the one moment where the feeling okay some something is happening Mm -hmm. really emotionally for for the rest i I did not get that much involved in their story to to be honest.
0: That's very interesting. Okay, just so maybe just to give a quick sort of blurb to the Mm. audience. So it's um two it's the football. football. There's some people playing football. <laughs> they care quite, about football. quite a lot of football. Quite a lot of football. <laughs> um,
3: Very
2: little shower scenes.
3: Right <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> now.
0: Yeah, no, no, exactly. There was one point where they were like, where it was like shots of the football match, and I literally had that moment of being like, should we change channel? <laughs> it
3: was like I don't want. <laughs> why like, are we watching? Why
0: are we <laughs> So basically, if you like football, care about football, I really recommend this films yeah. but it's um yeah. So it's it's this football and Mario, who's like, is he like? He's not like the team captain. He's like high up and he's no, like. No, he's, he's um, a
1: striker, I think. Or, right, a striker. Some that was Sort of it. forward yeah. fieldy kind of person. Yes, yeah.
0: um, and then a very beautiful That's person. The extent called... of my football <laughs> A very beautiful person called Leon joins the team, yes. and uh, him and Mario obviously have some kind of connection. Yeah. I think it it says in the um, blurb that they're um, kind of uh, rivals for best striker. Yeah, position. I think they,
1: there's only there's a limited number of people that can be on the like first team, and they're not. There to, it, yeah, they, they've got ambitions to get onto that first team.
0: Yeah, um,
1: so there's natural rivals.
0: Yes, and then they end up playing somewhere that isn't the town where they're from, and then mario they get a mario and um leon are living together in the flat and then they get together and then the football club finds out and then they're like oh no gay football players that's bad for publicity and then it sort of goes
3: well
1: i mean and they they did that whole thing of blaming it on the sponsors and things like that rather than taking any accountability for it themselves um
0: yeah yeah, um, a-
2: actually stressing the fact oh no we don't have anything against yeah, it we're not, not we're
0: not homophobic yeah,
1: we're it's lovely. just lovely sponsors
0: yeah. <laughs> we're not going to sell up do? to you but... yeah um, <sighs> to, also to just in case anyone wants to watch it it's a little difficult to find because there's
3: more because famous Mario. Mario. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: it's yeah. Mario so it's a 2018 <laughs> film and it's, it's a Swiss film so um, if you're looking yes. to find Mario 2018
1: maybe. film is the best way to Google.
0: it yes exactly um so i have some notes about the that well i have a few notes. Some the, notes
1: i have some you don't just fix these things about the film please <laughs> yeah
0: this is this, this, this um no okay i think i want to talk about the two, <laughs> the two...
2: <laughs> it wouldn't work <laughs> if they would replace the yeah, football with skating <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly
0: yeah. um less football, football? I, more
1: ice hockey that would yeah, be better yeah exactly. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> What if they're um, actors in it's yeah. like theatre scenes? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Singers? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. No, it's I,
1: unbelievable. I,
0: I, yeah. it was very important that it was about football. I actually appreciate yes, it was about football. Was I think it's an important it thing to explore. But mm. um, anyway, the two um, moments that I literally did have, I sort of physically felt it in my heart were the, okay, number one, in the changing room when some of the, some of the men uh, leave like a fake penis, a dildo, a dildo thing. type yeah. thing in
1: strap on. I think it is, isn't it? Is it a strap on? Yeah, yeah in... it's attached to a bit of fabric. Oh
0: right, yeah. In Leon's okay. staff, and Leon is like, "What the fuck?" And then Mario comes in. And he's like, Mario, look what they've done. And Mario's like, what the fuck? And then they're like, oh, you grab his cock, whatever. And then he's like, so what if I do? And then he turns to Mario, like wanting to be backed up by Mario. Mm, can you believe
1: this or something like that? Yeah. yeah.
0: And he's like, you know, come on, just let's like tell them we're in a relationship more or less. And then Mario goes, we're not, we're not in a relationship. I've got my girlfriend, Jenny, who's kind of been acting as his beard, like yeah. his best friend. Um, And then Leon's like, Mario, what? And then Mario says, fuck off. Mm. And it was like that moment where Mario denies the relationship in front of everyone. And I it was like it felt like a sort of stab. Like I could just imagine being Leon in that moment. Yeah, and horrible. just somebody like, and and it was really, really painful and upsetting. And I that was uh yeah, I felt like that was a moment of heartbreak. Mm. Um and betrayal really. And then the other bit was when Mario eventually, after they've broken up and several months have passed, And Mario goes to see Leon at his home and Leon lets him in and they're kind of having a difficult conversation about what happened and Mm. their feelings for each other. And then Leon's boyfriend comes home and kisses him on the cheek. It's a very tender, beautiful kiss. And then in that moment, I could imagine being Mario and just seeing this person that Mm. you still have feelings for. Feeling sick. Yeah. And being happy in this relationship and realizing like, oh there's no, there really is no chance mm. for us to get back together. And those were the two moments that I, I was like, oh, that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> like that's. So I thought that was well done. I also think there were like different kinds of heartbreak that were kind of explored in the film or that could be read into it. There's obviously the breakup aspect, the heartbreak of a breakup, the heartbreak of not being able to be truthful about who you are. Like mm. that's heartbreaking in itself.
1: And on that point, yeah. um, Mario <clears throat> seems to have some sort of he sort of breathes or something funny at some point later in the film. It's a a bit of a thing. And I wondered whether that was sort of to do with the stress of his situation. Yeah, and and hiding. Being able to be himself, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and actually, we were talking about, you know, um, uh, people who are experiencing heartbreak, actually getting heart cardiovascular issues and actually saying that could be linked to stress and the stress of having to hide your sexuality and hide who you love I mean, I, you know, I'm sure that could affect your heart, like yeah, literally. Yeah. Also, uh, the possible heartbreak of potentially giving up your career. Leon gives up on his mm. football dreams because he can't deal with how, how hiding and how homophobic it is. And actually, and Mario chooses not to do that, but gives up on his love. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I was also thinking about the kind of uh, strain on the friendship, his best friend Jenny yep. pretends to be his girlfriend because the football club kind of coaxes her into it yeah and eventually she's like i can't do this anymore because i'm literally having to pretend i'm not in a relationship with my boyfriend mm. <laughs> so so then because again and, and then how they do seem to get through it as friends but i how that could potentially she's
1: she's very astute actually at one point she says we most of the time we end up doing the thing that we're second best at or something like that most mm. of us end up doing that and actually that's the irony isn't it because they both end up kind of i mean mario is is best at football, football yeah to the two of them and leon is clearly better at, at sort of being authentic and him himself yeah. uh and following his heart yeah um and almost had the two of them actually just a little bit more in the middle yeah uh, more i think it's more on mario than it is on leon yeah uh, to have if, if they would stood up for each other maybe what things they could have achieved uh by standing yeah. up for themselves for both of them together. exactly because exactly. when you do stand up for yourself uh, in an environment like that uh if you don't have backup mm-hmm. you will just get knocked back down again and yeah. it's it's very difficult to kind of have that you need a reinforcement yeah and then that was one thing the coach who comes in afterwards to sort of reprimand mm-hmm. them uh you doesn't really get he just the other the other people in the club don't really give a crap you know they're just like well and he says hello and they're like yeah you know this is what it is and
0: this was just after leon had stormed out because of the dildo incident and mario denying their relationship and i literally in that moment i was like come on this is this is outright bullying Mm. and homophobia and this is the point where the coach needs to crack down and i mean it cut so we don't know exactly what happened but the next the um the next scene is saying that leon's been suspended so i'm like oh Leon causes the scene because he's upset about the homophobia. therefore he's suspended from the <laughs> yeah, club. He's the
1: problem, yeah, and I
0: know. <laughs> and I mean, there's so that happens so much. It's yeah. the person who causes the problem by not just being okay with the yep. culture yeah. of bullying and sexism and racism and homophobia. Yeah.
1: there was a very good point early in the film as well, which was um, it could have been a breakup moment, but it wasn't, I and mean, then it was because again, Mario. It's all on Mario. Actually, he's the <laughs> Person needs to grow up. Also, but, um, the film is called Mario. The film is called Mario. <laughs> it should be called Marry, grow up, or grow Mario, up Mario
0: Grow Up. Grow Up Mario. Um,
1: <laughs> the um he he um he does something similar at the in the in the I think he, he starts ignoring Leon or something like that. Early yeah, in the film
0: after they um, first make get together. Yes, yeah.
1: and um, yes, yeah. They and um, there's that lovely scene from the trailer actually where yeah. um, Leon's like tickling him and then like giving her a wet willy in the ear and <laughs> this kind of thing and yeah. then um kisses him. Yeah, and um Mario obviously. Like liked it, but then suddenly realizes that oh no, I can't, I can't do this, and then mm-hmm. runs away, and then ignores him, and then writes like a handwritten note or something like that, saying I'm away, and then yeah. ignores him on the coach to the other place anyway. Blah 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 blah, and then you think, well, what's he going to do now?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: He goes back into Leon's room, and you think he's not going to be like, oh, want to have sex? And I, I literally said to you, I had a comment yeah. I think, at the time we watched it, and I said, you know,
0: but- no it's because before that he comes home and yes. then he kisses Leon in the kitchen and then they have sex and it's really beautiful and then he starts ignoring oh, him so it's
1: later You're yeah right. and
0: and that's when and that's when you were I like wrong around. then yeah. he goes to Leon's room and you were like he better not be going there to have sex
1: yes he's <laughs> yeah, like, like you dare yeah. seduce him in this in this condition How oh, dare you? so
0: mean to yes. him yeah and actually but,
1: he doesn't and he goes there and um and cuddles him and sort of and just apologizes. says am sorry yeah. yeah yeah and then and Leon accepts it and it's very beautiful again
0: yeah I what I think with this film, I felt like the physical connection between them and the sex the sex scenes were some of the most beautiful I've mm. seen in any of the films mm. we've watched for this so far. And I thought it was the I thought it was really believable. I really loved their physical connection. Yeah. And I also, again, I always think when I watch sex scenes, I go, Was this on this set, did you as actors feel comfortable and safe? And I felt like they did feel safe. Mm. It seemed to me like they the scenes were so beautiful and intimate. I felt like they probably were made to feel as safe and comfortable as possible.
1: Yeah,
0: I obviously don't know, but that's what the I felt like. The kissing
1: and the sort of sex and the and the body language and everything and the, the way that um I think oh, was it Leon kissing Mario. Yeah, like, on the, like and it sort of kisses down his oh, neck so and on beautiful. the chest was so so just cute. It was. I know. Just like, oh, I know. Love that.
0: I know. I know it's all like after those beautiful scenes and we were like, can we just uh, stop the film? Here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> Two people who really like each other get together, the end.
3: <sighs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I, I, I really liked, uh, not not the main plot points uh, mm-hmm. some, sometimes. So uh, yeah, the, the, the relationship with his best friend, I think that was... Very real seeming. Yeah. I I I don't know if she was just the better actress, but uh, <laughs> I I I think that that really mm-hmm. grabbed me uh, qu- quite a lot, and and also yeah. the ra- relationship of the parents. So the whole thing with the dad is mm-hmm. the son just living, f- being forced to live the dad's dream. Yeah. The relationship between the parents. So the mum. Bit of a cliche the mom knows kind of um uh, yeah, being fine yeah. the dad having the issues um yeah I, I i think i think what what was um touched there i, I found found interesting
0: yeah i absolutely agree i think the the side characters were very real and quite uh, engaging and i i did like you know that that horrible bit where the dad gets the note being like Mario's sucking Naomi's cock or whatever, yeah. And then he's like, What's this? Yeah, and then he shows it to the mum, and the mum's like, So,
2: yeah, <laughs> mum's saying, Oh, he- he's got taste,
3: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
0: good taste, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it does have good taste.
3: And then yeah. the
1: discomfort oh, yeah. actually, the parents have they take it's funny, the dad is pleased when uh Mario is displaying sort of yep. retro doing, kind of mm, romance with the photo project. scenes yeah. yeah yeah and the mum just and the mum hates it yep. the, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yep.
0: I, and again that's something that wasn't necessarily delved into and explored but it felt very real reaction and and it in was the context of the film yeah. i think it
1: was enough
0: yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. to be like you know this is this is the reactions the yeah. parents are having to yeah. this shit yeah. Yeah. yeah and i i think again like you say i think it's slightly um again you know these stories are important to tell and you know mm-hmm. homophobia is real yeah. and it's important to explore it but again would be really nice to have a film (laughs) that's not the issue Um, and I think had that not been the focus of the film quite an interesting angle could have been can you have a relationship with someone that you're in competition with like literally it's kind of uh, interesting that had there not been the issue with homophobia and they would carried on both being on the same team and both trying to get onto the first team would there have been any issues of jealousy or resentment or bitterness that could have arisen and I did sort of think all the way through, Leon is the more generous of the two, um, emotionally. And had Mario got onto the first team, I think Leon would have been happy for him. But had Leon got onto the first team, I don't know how Mario would have felt. I just thought that was something that obviously couldn't really be explored because of everything else that was going on. But I just think that's something I've observed before where people like are literally following the same careers and one of them gets a promotion and the other one doesn't. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there's just some interesting things that you can like, how can a relationship navigate that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it, ha- it happens yeah. generally, doesn't it? Though, when you have like two people, even if they're in different careers, you think which partner's earning more, or yeah, you know, who's, exactly, who's exactly, who's happier?
0: Yeah, like that for um, musical <laughs> the last five years, which yes. is also about a, a breakup and heartbreak. Yeah, um, there's a the, the sort of concept of that is the um one of them is an act the woman there's it's a woman and a man and the woman's an actor and the man is a writer and as it goes on the man gets more and more successful at writing and the woman. Just less and gets,
1: less success. Well, she, doesn't she doesn't get less. She, doesn't, she doesn't. have
0: any act, she success with doesn't acting. Doesn't get more success with acting, and actually you yeah. sort of feel again. There's a anyway. I just think that's an interesting thing. Didn't yeah. really get explained this, but yeah. I it, I felt like it touched on it.
2: I I was just uh, curious. I don't know really anything much about German football, uh, but uh, I mean you you hear the the rumors about gay players. You hear rumors about who might be in a relationship with whom. So there there were. I don't remember names, unfortunately. Right now, there, there was a qu- quite a popular player who uh, was doing a lot with his best mates. Mm-hmm. And so, so, I was I was wondering if if someone who is more familiar with football uh, uh, in, in in Switzerland or Germany might might have been noticing stuff that is actually modelled on real cases or anything?
0: That's a very interesting point, it very well oh, might be
2: Real yeah. cases sounds really bad <laughs> Real events
0: Real events, <laughs> real, real yeah. things that happen. If you, if you do know about uh, German and Swiss football, and you do know yeah, <laughs> write in and let us know Also, if you are on a football team that you know is homophobic, please don't let that shit fly Yeah Yeah Yeah. Um, Obviously, yeah. do
1: it safely and don't put yourself in, in
0: no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If you're I, in a position to be able to stand up for it in a yeah. in a safe way, yes. Yeah.
1: The only thing I was going to say on your point just now was that, um, was that it's interesting about the, the competition aspect. Yeah. But, um, I think the film was actually making it a very interesting point about mm. football directly. Yeah. Um, and that that environment is and has been for a long time very, very homophobic. Yeah. Um, and it's it's that lads 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 culture yeah, exactly. is very much epitomized in football yeah. um and it's one of the reasons why um probably Akeem and i were both turned off from it um as as gay mm-hmm. men because it um i've just never as a as a child i've ne- it's mm-hmm. always been like that you know mm-hmm. when you're seven years old you're you're taught these sort of ideals which are mm-hmm. part of that world of you know don't cry don't you know you know, get on with it mm-hmm. um, as you say soldier soldier on um akeem from earlier you know mm-hmm. the whole you, you just these sort of masculine values yeah. almost of, of like though that's the center of it yeah and I, I don't subscribe to that because it's no. not, it's, un, it's imbalanced it's not yeah. a, it's not a real and but but it is investigated the film does investigate yeah. this issue yeah
0: exactly and actually the thing mm. is obviously I, I'm not interested in football, I don't think any of us are interested no. in football here, but people are, and people get a lot from football, and football mm. can be a very important thing for a lot of people, football and sport in general can be a very important thing for a lot of people in a lot of areas um, <laughs> and from a lot of situations mm. sorry I'm going to sound very vague but look, I know it's it's. I football can be a lifesaver for some people and I think that it's really important to acknowledge that and also to acknowledge that as part of that, it needs to be inclusive football as a sport and as a could, something of creating community is great. Football as something that promotes toxic masculinity and lad, lad, lads, lads culture and homophobia and sexism is not great. And that is what needs to be addressed. And that's what needs to change. I know there's someone who listens to the podcast who really loves football and actually teaches football. And I know that you know what this. Anyway, so just, <laughs> saying,
3: um, Shout out to that. Person.
0: You should watch this film. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> there go. yes. Any closing comments?
1: Um, well, we have to rate it.
0: Oh, yes. We have to rate the film.
1: Right. So uh Jacinta, you give it
0: oh, well, I gave per- it a, personally. I, I gave it a four.
1: Um I gave it a three, Akeem.
2: And I gave a two and a half.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: Uh, <sighs> so that rounds Average roughly to three.
0: So just over three. <laughs> there we go. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Um yeah, well I, I think I think it's a sign of a, a film that has lots of different responses from different people, I think. Sign of a fairly yeah. Fairly solid
1: film. It's <laughs> a solid film. Three is, is, is good.
0: It's all right. <laughs> I, I, I I've I thought I thought the acting was really good and I thought it raised really important issues and I thought the like physical connection and the relationship was amazing and I felt bad for finding the football boring because I was like for lots of people this film probably isn't made for me specifically, so I shouldn't rate it down on, on things that I don't specifically find interesting. I basically
1: thought the same as you, <laughs> yeah. but then I didn't insert the forgiveness. I was like, just,
0: no, I'm, I'm allowed my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I think there was too much football in there, but then I guess... <laughs> Perfect,
0: yeah. yeah. no, no, You, that's, sign, up, that's, that's you sign up
1: to viewing that film, don't you? <laughs> yeah.
0: There you go. And-
1: Akeem, why, why two and a half and not two or three?
2: Two seemed too harsh, but three... Okay. yeah.
3: So. <laughs> so sorry, we, we made you watch. A
2: a half, no, 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 no! This
0: podcast. <laughs>
3: anyway, <We're>
2: absolutely fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much, Akim, for being on the show. I think that brings us to the end. Um, yep. we have talked about many important things, and it has been wonderful. Um, so,
1: and thank you as well, um, uh, Akim. It's really lovely to to uh, meet you, and thank you so much for being so open and sharing. Yes, um, all thanks of your,
2: so much um, for having me.
0: And thanks so much for having where, me I had
2: a great time i'm so I'm
0: so <laughs> pleased um where can our listeners uh follow you find out what you're doing go to your gigs what um
2: well um i i dj under the name prosumer so prosumerama is my instagram Excellent. and yeah i think <laughs> that's it
0: brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> well we, we will link to that in the show notes Indeed. Um, oh, and,
2: and if anyone is interested in uh, a, a, a gong bath, uh, um, that is, you find on resonant.me. Resonant.me.
0: Resonant me, me, M-E yes. Yeah, resonant.me. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. We'll link that as well because I thoroughly really recommend. Okay, um, we give that a go. Excellent. Uh, and if you would like to um, uh, lead us out, Achim.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Well you
2: listened all the way to the end so you obviously like what you heard don't forget to follow us on all our usual social medias twitter instagram where everywhere at a to z with man that's a to z with man and you can also join our facebook group where you can discuss what you heard and tell us what you want to hear
0: Thank you, Akeem. Beautifully read. Um, <laughs> go to Apple Podcasts and give us five stars and please leave a lovely review. And do tell all of your friends. Yes,
1: we'll be thank checking you. at the end of each part how many new reviews appear. And we'll uh, <laughs> okay. uh, how many stars for, for <laughs> you've given us. Yes, yes,
3: exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: <laughs> thank you so much. And thanks again, Akeem. And see you next week, everyone, uh, for your next installment for your index of intimacy. <laughs> Ooh.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Thanks. Bye.
3: Bye.
2: Boop. I have given my consent. Oh,
0: wonderful. <laughs> yeah. that, that's We've, got that We've got that now. Record. now that's <laughs> recorded. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Can't
1: come after us with lawyers.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: Boop. Um, so, <clears throat> Uh, excuse me uh <laughs> we'll cut that bit because i'm clearing my throat too much um okay and then
0: it. <laughs> and then explaining
1: about clearing my throat
3: not
1: like uh if i make it gone any longer i might put it in the uh in the end uh, <laughs> yeah and also, also i've temporarily forgotten my word oh which, no uh it will come back to me it's oh i know what it is yeah thank you that helps uh weirdly um Boop. wow what a trailer <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> sorry
0: It's not a funny trailer It's not a funny trailer at (laughs) all
1: No, it's really emotional Right And And very Swiss